If all you do is listen to other people, then eventually you're going to be led astray. Ouch! That's kind of a hard thing to think about, isn't it? Hey, my name is Gabe Kolstad. I'm with Westside Community Church, and I'm here with the midweek motivation episode of the Westside Podcast. I want to talk to you this week about how to deal with criticism. Have you ever dealt with criticism? People who disapprove of your decisions or your actions. It's tough, right? I mean, especially when it gets to be family members who disagree or work associates who disagree or friends who disagree with the decision or the direction that you've taken. It's very difficult. And you always want to make sure you're listening to people. Obviously, you don't want to be somebody who's just hell-bent on some direction and you're not even willing to listen to somebody's input. But the problem is, if that's all you do, eventually you're going to be led astray. So how do you solve this issue? How do you deal with criticism? Because it comes right into your heart, doesn't it? I mean, when somebody disapproves of you with a look or a word, I mean, it is like, it can be destructive if it's somebody who's close to you, whose opinion you value highly. It can be very, very difficult. I mean, how do you stay strong in a direction you feel that you should go when you're up against someone else's disapproval that you value very much? Well, that's the question. You know, there's a million ideas that are going to be bounced off of you. There's a million opinions. And the bigger your social network, the more difficult this gets. If you are a leader, it gets even more difficult because you're dealing with not only the people who are influencing you, you're dealing with your peers, and you're also dealing with the people that you influence, whether that be as a public school principal or uh, owner of a business or a mother at home with children. You know, the point is, is that uh, you have people that uh, you, you, you care about their opinions, and there are different types of criticism. I mean, there's sometimes there's criticism that's just blatant disregard for anyone else's ideas. You know, it's really based in selfishness or ego. And it's pretty easy to recognize and dismiss that kind. Um, and then there is destructive criticism, which is probably the most difficult because often destructive criticism comes from the people that we have invested our opinion in. I mean, we think a lot of them. Maybe it's a mentor. Maybe it's somebody who's older than you. Maybe it's somebody who has some sort of influence over you. And when they disapprove in a destructive way, ah, it's very difficult. I mean, destructive criticism is often uh, the kind that doesn't take a lot of, uh, you know, consideration for your feelings or um, the whole circumstance involved. doesn't take a lot of time to consider what's actually going on and why you might have made the decision that you've made. So when somebody just blatantly disregards that, it's very tough. It's very tough. But then there is also constructive criticism. And we'll talk about how we can deal with those different types of criticism. But i got to tell you about Bud. I sat down with Bud this week, and Bud is a 69-year-old dude in our church at Westside who has a very interesting past. Uh, He has overcome alcoholism. He has, and he's been 41 years sober, amazing, which I'm so proud of him. And he's been asked, you know, to speak all over. Um, he's, he's a guy that has a lot of wisdom to give. But when he was younger, when he was in middle school, when he was 12 years old, you know, he had a lot of 
value for the opinions of the people around him. And unfortunately, he did not have a lot of people mentoring him. So he just caved to the value of his peers. And they had all these ideas of what he should do. So he took the wrong path. And he got addicted to alcohol pretty early. And it was very destructive in his life. And it can happen to any of us to fall prey to what somebody else thinks and not really consider what the most important or more important value really is. Uh, You know, if you think about your family for a second, if you just listen to the loudest voice around you, what's your family going to pay? What price is your family going to pay for that? You know, if you just listen to the loudest voices around you, what price is your dream going to pay for that? If you just listen to the loudest voice around you, what price is your calling going to pay for that? And ultimately, your own soul. It's important to think about. So I want to give you some practical ways to address this how to deal with criticism issue. And the first one is, number one, in, in as you think about like, how do I really respond is, number one, don't take it personally. <laughs> I mean, you got to understand Criticism, even if it's given out of good intent, it's not meant to seep into your own view of who you are. It's just about activity, right? It's usually a correction about activity. So how do you separate your identity from your performance? I've personally struggled with this a ton. As somebody who's naturally an achiever, I mean, if you take the strengths finder assessment, that's my top thing, achiever. You know, I'm, I'm, it's like I like to get stuff done. I like to check stuff off lists. I like, to, I like to perform. I always end up in some competition with myself or with other people. Like I want to be better. I want to be the best. That's just how I am wired. And there's a part of that that's really dangerous because I can, I can judge myself based on how I performed. And then I can value myself based on how I performed. So if I have a bad day, sometimes that gets pretty negative for me because I go, oh, am I a bad person because I had a bad day because I didn't perform well? What's wrong with me? You know? So I think we got to be willing to go, how do I separate my performance from my value? And I think the only answer is to go, well, who created me? God created me. What did he say about me? He said, you're created in my image. In the image of God, in the Old Testament Bible book of Genesis, he said he created us in the image of God of God to be like him in character. Like apparently we were a special creation from God. And no matter what your view of God is, what your experience with faith is, he knows you, he loves you, and he thinks you're special. That's something. Because he says you're valuable no matter what you do. That's interesting. And that changes things. That helps you to separate your performance from your value. You can say, even if I didn't do 100%, even if I didn't get an A today, I'm still valuable to God, the person who created me, the one who created me, the the God of the universe, who is powerful and is able to help me. I'm still valuable to him. He still calls me his child, even if I didn't do great. So criticism sometimes makes us go, well, if they think that about me, God must think that about me. I should think that about me. I'm nothing. And we devalue ourselves. And then all of a sudden we move into depression and all kinds of things. Well, Dale Carnegie said this, said any fool can criticize, condemn, and complain, but it takes character and self-control to be understanding and forgiving. I mean, there's a higher way we can act. And if somebody's criticized you, even if they've done it in a demeaning way, even if they've done it in a 
destructive way, you can go, I'm going to forgive them because I think they probably meant well here. They probably meant to just address my behavior, not my personhood or my identity. So I can separate my identity from my performance. I can learn not to take it personally and still feel valuable even if someone's criticized what something I did. Secondly, learn how to learn from criticism. <laughs> this has been so hard for me. As somebody who, one, as a kid, I struggled with self-esteem in a big way. Um, we moved a lot as a family. I went through tons of schools, tons of towns, felt like I never had you know, long-term friends, didn't know what my place was, always was the new kid. Like I had big-time insecurity issues moving into adulthood, and so uh, criticism felt like the enemy, you know? Like, I, I just only could handle good comments. I only, and even in my marriage with my wife, Melissa, like, we both recognized that in the beginning, I was pretty insecure. Like, for her even to say something about the way I cleaned the bathrooms was, felt like a hit to me, you know? Uh, or the amount of time we'd been spending together, it felt like a hit to me personally. And I had to learn how to learn from criticism that goes like, no, no, this isn't a slam on you, but what can you do better? And it's okay. You know, how do you give constructive criticism is, is an important thing. One of the things that I appreciate about my wife is she was willing to do this in a way that worked for me. And it says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1, it says, A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. <laughs> I mean, there's a soft way to deliver this. So sometimes this is about going, well, I'm going to learn how to learn from criticism, so I'm going to receive the message, um, I love you, and here's how you can get better. So that's the message I started learning and hearing from my wife. I love you, and here's how we can get better. So I would, I would just hear, uh, at first, negative criticism. And then if I, if I redid that, I'd be like, oh, she loves me unconditionally. This isn't about me as a person. This is about how we can do better together. Oh, that's easy. Okay, then I can fix this and I can fix this. And I... So you got to learn how to learn from criticism, you know, if you're going to be a person who grows because in life you're going to get criticism. This is a non-negotiable. You're, you're not going to escape criticism if you're a person who does, says, or wants anything in life. So learn how to learn from criticism. If you're a person who's with someone or around somebody or connect to somebody who needs a little encouragement or redirection, remember soft words. That's the way to do it, soft words. Harsh words just make tempers flare and generally shuts down the conversation. Number three today is convert the energy. Like, I got to be willing to take the tension and the dissatisfaction of the moment. And, you know, for me personally, as a pastor in Portland, Oregon, USA, um, there's been plenty of reason for criticism, plenty of reason for dissatisfaction over the last few years. I've been dissatisfied myself, you know, um, dissatisfied with the way things go, dissatisfied with our culture around us, the decisions other leaders make, the decisions I make, you know, how, how much resources we have to be able to do things. So dissatisfaction, how do you convert that energy into something positive and make it fuel? so that you can go, ooh, we, we have a better dream for a better tomorrow. Um, how do I get there? I think the best example is the Apostle Paul, 
who ended up saying these words, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, kind of kept his eye on the goal and at the end of the day goes, it is, in the end, it is Jesus, it is God who empowers us to do the things that we feel called to do. We've been talking in our church this recent series that we're in called This Beautiful Mess about our values, which, you know, values are pretty personal. And sometimes people agree with them and sometimes that they don't. Uh, this last weekend, we talked about how we focus outward. And even in that statement, even in that decision, sometimes there's disagreement. Like, well, should we focus outward or should we focus inward? You know, should we be all about ourselves or all about those who aren't here yet? And we've chosen to be all about those who aren't here yet. It's not always popular with every single person. So sometimes there's criticism, but we have to decide what are we going to do with that criticism? Are we going to convert the energy and turn it into action? And so we've decided to do that. And I hope you can too. I hope you be a person who goes, yeah, not everybody agrees with everything that I do, but I do know where I'm called. I, you know, I have this sense that's this transcendent, purposeful call or drawing on my life to do something or to be somebody. And because that's bigger than me, I can even withstand the criticism. I think that's how we convert it to energy. And we go, so I'm going to take that dissatisfaction. I'm going to take it and turn it into energy that moves me toward that calling. I hope that's helpful for you. I hope that you can kind of see yourself overcoming criticism, you know, developing maybe in some ways a thicker skin because we all need that but also developing a more sensitivity to, is somebody just saying something I can improve? And so they're not criticizing me as an actual person. They're just saying, here's something that could go better. And I can't shut down when that happens. We can be people who rise above. We can be people who actually get the work done that we're called to do on this earth. And I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope you'll do two things as a result of listening to today. One is I hope that you'll subscribe because we're always going to try to give you this kind of content that helps you in your daily life, whether you're a, a parent or a business leader or somebody who works at a company or somebody who's in school. Uh, we want you to succeed. So subscribe and share. And then secondly, would you pop by a Westside service where we always try to talk about things that are relevant to our daily lives. You can find out more at westsidecommunitychurch.com and you can join us either online or on site right here in the Portland, Oregon area. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you soon.